Big Board Rookie Mock Draft 3.0. I appreciate everybody's patience. I have been off the mic for a few weeks traveling, but we are back at it. We are gearing up for draft season. This is the time of the year where most folks wind their fantasy football content down. This is when we at the Rookie Big Board wind that content up. So in celebration of that, we are expanding this mock draft to four rounds. Yes, I'm going to discuss 48 players here on this mock draft. And here's the secret. I actually really feel like there's 60 guys that I want to talk about right now, but I have limited myself. This is going to be an idea of where I think mock a, an actual rookie draft will go in May, right? This is not just my rankings. As always, I'll infuse my rankings with consensus. I'll talk about the difference as we go. So let's go ahead and jump right into this Superflex PPR No Tight End Premium Rookie Mock Draft here. We're going to start at 101. No change here. It's Bijan Robinson. Even in a Superflex Rookie Draft, I am expecting Bijan Robinson to be the 101. Nothing has changed throughout the college season. Uh, to change my opinion on my preseason 101, if anything, it has solidified it further. Bijan Robinson has displayed excellent rushing and pass catching ability, as I expected coming off of his summer scouting. Now at 102, I went with Bryce Young in this rookie draft. CJ Stroud goes 103. I flip flop those two from my 2.0 rookie mock draft. And quite frankly, it's just to emphasize the fact that either one of these guys could end up QB1. I think if the draft happens today, Bryce Young goes off the board first. CJ Stroud goes off the board second. Regardless, both of these guys I'm expecting are going to be top five NFL draft selections, which means they're going to end up being the 102 and the 103 in most super flex leagues. Now, at 104, I could understand sliding down Jackson Smith and Jigba a little bit. He has struggled over the last month to six weeks to stay healthy and on the field for the Ohio State. Regardless, his skill set is just too high here. He has too high of a development ceiling ahead of him for me to drop him any lower than 104. So he is still my wide receiver one, but right on his heels, Jordan Addison stays. Jordan Addison has been very productive coming back off of a shorter injury stint himself this past week. We should look for Jordan Addison to finally be highlighted. I talk about this all the time, but there's a lot of bias against Pac-12 players because we just don't see them on primetime as much. So these guys tend to rise up as we go through the NFL draft process. Well, USC is, is red hot right now. They're going to be on their way to the Pac-12 championship and could now slip into the college football playoff, at which point we're going to be talking a lot more about the entire USC Trojans offense. But Jordan Addison in particular should see a major bump from consensus fantasy football players here that maybe aren't diving as deep into Saturdays as you and I. And then coming in at 106 here, 
I'm bumping up Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs is an impact running back. Very talented. He's elusive on the ground. He has great change of direction ability. And so he's sliding up one spot from the last mock draft. We're going to jump here into the second half of the first round. This is where things start to get mixed up a little bit. Those top six guys were pretty much the same if you checked out mock drafts one and two for me. But here on three, we start to switch things up, starting with Quinton Johnston, the wide receiver from TCU, coming in at 107. Now, Here's one of those examples I alluded to at the beginning where my rankings aren't necessarily reflected in this. I've been a little bit lower on Quinton, Quinton Johnston the entire way through. He had a slow start to the season. That's probably being kind. His production was essentially non-existent. TCU finally decided to feature him, and everybody who was hype on the QJ train is now doubling down, and I think it's going to push up his rookie ADP a good amount. He's going to be one of these guys that you're either all the way in on or you're going to miss out on drafting him because I think he's going to go above his value. Right now, I have met a value of 13th overall. I wouldn't be shocked if that slides up a little bit. I do think 107 is going to be more than I'm willing to pay, but I don't think it's going to be inconsistent with his actual ADP. Zach Evans at 108 slides a little bit. Another player who has just missed featured time because of recent injury. As we go through the NFL draft, draft process, all these injuries get cleared by medical staffs. These guys will bounce back up off of these injuries. 109 is Josh Downs. Josh Downs is slowly rising. As other prospects, uh, you know, show off holes that we can poke in their game josh downs just continues to be consistent i do think he's going to end up a top 50 nfl draft selection which is really going to help push his fantasy football stock up to a back end of the first round type guy now josh downs has his debbie truthers and that's going to push up his adp a little bit as well so i have him ranked 11th right now i bumped him up a couple extra spots because those who are in on Josh Downs are all in on the UNC wide receiver. Now coming in here at 110 is Michael Meyer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. I'm high on Michael Meyer. I'm still willing to use a late first round selection on him, especially as we talk through the rest of this tight end class. But I'm not going to push him up the board just because he's a tight end. It's a rookie big board mantra that we draft for talent, we trade for need, and just the way the board fell here, Michael Meyer is starting to slowly slide down, but I don't think he's going to make it to the second round of your rookie draft, so don't get too excited there if you're sitting at the 101 and hoping you could snag him at the 201. Now, 111, this might be a little bit bullish, but... Jalen Hyatt, the red-hot Tennessee Vols wide receiver, has risen up to 111. Now, I'll be honest, I'm a Tennessee Volunteers fan. I follow them very closely. I've known about Jalen Hyatt for years, and Jalen Hyatt has only recently been added to the rookie big board, despite the fact that I've had over 100 players on the rookie big board here now for months. It's just a testament to how out of left field Jalen Hyatt has come. Nonetheless, what I'm hearing from the NFL draft community is Jalen Hyatt could be pushing a sub 4-3, a sub 4-3-5-40 time, and that is going to lock him into top 50 NFL draft status. I know folks really like his ability to separate, his ability to get off of the line of scrimmage, and he's sure, certainly flashed really strong hands early in the season here for Tennessee as well. And then coming in at 112 is Sean Tucker. 
Sean Tucker is another player here who I think is going to return great value at the back end of the first round. He's just not going to be in that top tier of running backs, but that certainly doesn't mean he shouldn't be considered to be a future impact fantasy football option. Jumping on to the second round here, and we're going to start to move a little bit quicker as we get through each of these rounds because we have 48 guys to talk about. Keyshawn Boutte slides down to 201. I held him at 201. I wanted to push Keyshawn Boutte down further, if I'm being completely honest with you. On the rookie big board itself, he's down to 14th overall. I do think consensus is going to hold him up. Consensus might even hold him in the first round. But what I'm seeing, folks, is that the NFL draft isn't even sure that Keishon Boutte is a top 50 selection anymore. And we cannot prop up his fantasy football value artificially if he doesn't end up a top 50 selection. Now there's plenty of time to course correct on that. But at this point in time, I see him sliding consistently here through the end of the season. And he's going to need a strong pre-draft process to boost him back up. Cedric Tillman holds water here at 202. High second round selection here for the big man out of Tennessee. Will Levis down to 203 quarterback out of Kentucky. Now we'll talk a little bit more about this when we get to Hendon Hooker, but it seems like Will Levis is going to be QB3 here out of default. Now, I have seen a wide range of opinions on Will Levis. Is he going to go in the top 10, the top five, like CJ Stroud and Bryce Young? At least at this point in time, I need to be convinced further because the tape I've seen, the live watch I've seen, doesn't suggest the NFL is actually going to simply buy in on the traits with Will Levis. Yes, the NFL loves traits. I've talked about that consistently, but... You need to be able to show it on tape as well, and I'm just not sure Will Levis has done that, especially this year. I thought he could have capitalized in a big senior campaign for the Wildcats, but he has not looked consistent at all. So I'm going to slide him down to 203 here, and I want to emphasize, I wouldn't take him at 203, even in a Superflex League. Blake Corum on the rise. Corum is a little undersized, and it held me back from pushing him up on the rookie big board earlier than this, but... It seems fairly safe at this point in time that Blake Corum is going to be a top five running back selection in a very deep running back class. That We're going to talk about the running back class in good detail as we go here. Corum up to 204. Parker Washington, 205, the wide receiver out of Penn State. I got to be honest, this is me holding up Parker Washington a good amount still. I think he's going to excel through the pre-draft process, despite the fact that he hasn't consistently produced at a super high level for the Nittany Lions in a offense that, quite frankly, it's hard to produce at a high level as a pass catcher. And then Tank Bigsby, 206 running back out of Auburn. I've said this all the way through. Tank is going to be a better pro than he was a college player. He has not been set up for success by Auburn over the last couple of years, but I do think an NFL team will set him up for success. Zach Charbonnet, 207, running back at a UCLA. Y'all know that is my guy. I'm trying to not show bias here, so I slid him down because I still don't think consensus is in on him, but I can promise you if you're in my league and you let him get to 207 and I have that pick, I'm going to take him 100 out of 100 times. 208, Rakeem Jarrett, wide receiver out of Maryland. Not super productive, but I promise you are going to hear Rakeem Jarrett's name a ton through the pre-draft process. Super athletic player. He's going to test very well. If you go back and watch his tape, there's really good moments on it. Would not be surprised if he ends up being drafted in the 40 to 60 overall range. Kenny McIntosh, the running back out of Georgia. McIntosh is the one that's a little bit more of a dual threat. We know Georgia splits the running backs. This year, quite frankly, they've used four guys 
two of which I expect to come out in this year's NFL draft. McIntosh should be valued for his pass catching ability as well as his ability to run in between the tackles. But quite frankly, this is one guy that I'm looking to really get into his tape review more, and it might, may end up being even more excited about him. Jalen McMillan, another guy flying out of the radar from the Pac-12, plays for the Washington Huskies. He's looked really good when I've seen him live. So this is somebody who I'm propping up at 210 here, expecting to be excited from his in-depth tape evaluation. Of course, more to come on that. Make sure you're checking out the Rookie Big Board over at patreon.com slash rookiebigboard. I'm aiming for another 60 to 100 full profile evaluations. So it's going to cover at least everybody in this episode and then probably double that number. That's how in-depth we go for just $3 a month. Chase Brown, running back out of Illinois, super productive season, power back, nice center, low center of gravity. I think an NFL team is really going to value him as a rotational back. So it's going to come down to landing spot, exactly how useful he ends up being. But back into the second round seems fair at this point in time. And my guy Marvin Mims here, hanging around 212. I said from the start, I didn't expect him to be overly productive, uh, or I'm sorry, overly flashy if you're just watching him live, but good production here. I think he is going to interview well with NFL teams, and I think he is going to be a day two selection. So with the right landing spot, Marvin Mims could see a huge jump in fantasy football value. Here we go on to the third round. Jaden Hazelwood, wide receiver, Arkansas, another one of my guys. The production has been lower than I expected from him at Arkansas this year. Still, I do think the NFL is going to value him. Remember, Jaden Hazelwood was a five-star, former number one wide receiver in his class. So there's clearly athletic traits behind that ranking. Devin Achain running back at a Texas A&M. I struggled. I felt third round was maybe too low for Achain because he's super fast. He's super speedy, which means the NFL is probably going to take him higher than they should because that's what the NFL does to guys who can run fast in a straight line. I just couldn't figure out who to bump down from the second round. So Achain very well may end up with a rookie second round consensus ADP. But for now, he'll hang out at the top of the third round. There's still plenty of time to go, folks. Darnell Washington, 303 tight end out of Georgia. This is the second tight end off the board. Darnell Washington is 6'7". I don't want to get the number wrong here. I believe he's coming in around 275, 280. You could easily place this guy at left tackle, but he is a tight end. We expect him to play tight end in the NFL. And from what I'm hearing, there's a shot Darnell Washington ends up being a late first round NFL draft selection. If that happens, he won't make it out of the second round. So I'm proceeding with a little bit of caution, but I want to emphasize here that Darnell Washington at this point in time should be considered the best of the rest when it comes to fantasy football tight ends. It's Michael Meyer, a tier down, it's Darnell Washington, and then we'll work another tier down here when we talk about our final two tight ends we have two more tight ends here in this rookie mock draft zay flowers wide receiver to boston college i haven't forgotten this out about zay flowers here's the thing we're going to hear about the wide receiver class versus the uh running back class really consistently what we're going to hear or at least what you're probably going to hear me say is that the running back class is really strong top five at the top and that's why i think it's going to define the class in terms of fantasy football but the wide receiver class has a ton of depth, and that is highlighted perhaps no better than Zay Flowers sitting here in the mid-third round. That is a smash selection all day. He can stretch the field. He's a big play guy at Boston College. He has dominated this offense that otherwise would not have a key playmaker in it. He stands out, and I know the NFL appreciates that. So I expect him to be a late day two selection at the absolute lowest all right, this is a tough one. It hurts. It's raw. It's still fresh. 
Had to bump Hendon Hooker down to 305. Uh, Tennessee quarterback here now out of transparency. I was prepping this show before we learned that he did, in fact, have a torn ACL. So that's what's confirmed coming out of Tennessee. I had Hendon Hooker about 202, 203, right in that range. I had Will Levis because I expected Hendon Hooker to end up actually being quarterback three to come off the board and to be a first round NFL draft selection, probably somewhere in the 20s, right? So back into the first round. With this knee injury happening this late to a mobile quarterback, it's really going to hurt Hendon Hooker's draft stock. There's no way to sugarcoat this. I still think he could be a great NFL pro, but we're going to be lucky here if he does grab late day two NFL draft status, which just in the formula bumps him down here. So I hate it, but I bumped him down into the third round in a super flex league. He's a really good value. I would love to use that third mid third round rookie pick on him still. Absolutely. I feel like there's no love for my guy, Eric Gray. So maybe this is just me riding on to this narrative that I've been feeding this whole time through. All right. But Eric Gray has been super productive for Oklahoma. Again, a high recruit. I think the NFL is going to like him. If he declares this year, I think he sneaks in the back end day two. There's always these running backs that we don't expect that to happen to. And then they get there and we act surprised, but I won't be surprised if it's Eric Gray. So at 306 here, I was really grappling with my rankings versus consensus. The consensus pulled this down because I'm trying to give you an accurate picture of what your rookie drafts could look like, but I would be very happy with Eric Gray at 306. 307 is Kendall Milton, the second running back into Georgia. Remember how I mentioned I felt like Achain should have been higher? I just had nowhere to put him. That's where I'm at with Kendall Milton as well. Number uh, 308, Tanner McKee, quarterback out of Stanford. I don't like this selection. I wouldn't draft Tanner McKee. I do think the NFL, at the end of the day, is going to draft him for his intangibles, uh, at which point, if you want to burn your super flex pick on it, fine. I won't, but he needed to be mentioned in the mock draft. Deuce Vaughn, 309, running back out of Kansas State. Here it is. All right, I fall in love with undersized running backs every year that are in a Deuce Vaughn-type mold. And they just never work out in the NFL level for the most part. I shouldn't say never. For the most part, they don't work out. So it sucks. I don't like it. Push Deuce Fawn down. Still, he will get drafted because he's super fun. And folks are going to fall in love with his tape, understandably so. Roshan Johnson, 310, running back out of Texas. This one's an interesting one. Roshan Johnson... You know, there's a couple green flags through the process, and Roshan Johnson getting an early senior bowl invite is a green flag for me. I heard even preseason here that although Bijan Robinson is going to get all the love, rightfully so, out of the Texas backfield, that the NFL is really going to value Roshan Johnson as a pro. I'm not sure how that's going to translate for fantasy football, but the NFL expects him to be a valuable pro, which means he could go as high as late second round, even early uh, or yeah, early third round type range. So if that happens, of course, his fantasy football stock will be bumped up. Dwayne McBride running back at a UAB. I wanted to make sure he got on this rookie draft. I've seen uh, some film in the past of Dwayne McBride. I have seen some live action for him, but this is somebody who I'm excited to really get in and do a full film eval on because he could end up much higher from the way I hear some folks I respect talk about him, or he could just totally fall off. We'll see how it goes, but definitely somebody who is worthy of being mentioned in this rookie mock and somebody who I'm excited to dig into further as we get through the process. Charlie Jones, 312 wide receiver in Purdue. We're hearing possible 4-3, possible fastest wide 
wide receiver at the draft. Charlie Jones has been at three, I think, maybe even four collegiate teams. But this year at Purdue has been the absolute X on that offense. Super productive, really great hands. Uh, and when I heard that he's going to run close to a 4-3, I said that has to be a smash play. I think he ends up being much higher than 3-12 after the combine. But we shall see. On to the fourth round here. We are digging deep. Tavion Thomas running back out of Utah. I haven't come off Tavion Thomas. I'm still high on him. Uh, he made the summer scouting preseason running backs because I was high on him. I'm just not hearing much chatter and much buzz out there. So I had to drop him down the list, but I'd be thrilled to get him in the fourth round if I was drafting right now. Anaya Smith, wide receiver out of Texas A&M, super fast, versatile guy. Again, a nice NFL talent. We could definitely see his stock rise from here. I had to put Jaden Daniels in there. I'm sorry. Listen, the <laughs> quarterback out of LSU, he's turned it on. And it's not just, you know, early season it was, yeah, all right, he's got the mobility. He's clearly athletic. We knew that. He's showing it. He's showing the decision-making ability, showing the processing ability. He's showing the arm talent. I don't think that this means Jaden Daniels necessarily is going to be a first or even second day selection for the NFL, but he's going to get drafted, assuming he declares. I believe he technically could come back for one more year, but I probably will declare. Maybe he goes early day three, but heck, with the fourth round of your rookie draft, why not take a shot on a super athletic quarterback? This is the type of guy that I'm going to go for, right? 404, Sam Laporta, another tight end off the board out of Iowa. Laporta is a two-way tight end, which means the NFL is definitely going to value him for blocking. Expect him to be tight end three or four off the board for the NFL draft. And we're going to follow that for fantasy football purposes. Not somebody like a Darnell Washington or a Michael Meyer where you could reasonably project them having you know, consistently five to seven targets a game. But Laporta might be somebody a little bit more a la Jeremy Ruckert, where you got to wait a couple of years here. Remember I said that about Jeremy Ruckert last year, who I really liked coming out of Ohio State. You might have to wait a couple of years for them to really be entangled in the passing part of the offense. But down the road, Laporta could be an impact player worth stashing on your deeper bench or putting on the taxi squad, especially if you have a two-year taxi squad eligibility. Rashi Rice, wide receiver at SMU, big fan of Rashi Rice. I think he could end up being a day two selection. If he does, he's going to be going higher than 405. 406, Evan Hull, another power running back here I'm excited to dig into. Watched him live. I see some versatility. I see some good pass pro. I see some uh, strength, low center of gravity, ability to run in between the A gap and the B gap. So we'll see when we get the actual film evaluation on, but I didn't feel right leaving him off. Six more players here. And like I said, I wish I had time to talk about another 24. And you all know, if you've been following my channel, Rookie Big Board on YouTube or the Rookie Big Board podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff, you know we will get to the point where I'm talking about 60 to 100 guys on a single episode. But for now, we won't go full sicko mode. It is November. We'll just talk about six more guys starting here with Luke Musgraves tight end out of Oregon State Luke Musgraves is somebody who is definitely trending up in the NFL draft community he has showed out and showed up well for Oregon State Luke Musgraves got his senior bowl invite and he is the type of player that goes down to Mobile and sees his NFL draft stock soar so I'm excited to see more from Luke Musgraves Christopher Rodriguez running back out of Kentucky had a weird offseason we expected him to get suspended he got suspended for part of the season he was Almost the leader in SEC rushing yards at the end of the 2021 season. He's come back, been a key part of the Kentucky offense. I got to say, it seems that the NFL draft is higher on Christopher Rodriguez than I am. He did get a senior bowl invite, which is pretty much how he made this mock draft. 
So I need to follow what the NFL is telling me. That is a rule that I have learned over the years. It's not just about my opinion. So Rodriguez is going to go ahead and make the list here at 408. 409, Jaron Hall, quarterback, BYU. This is going to go to fantasy football consensus. The Debbie community seems to be enthralled with Jaron Hall. I'm not quite there. I gave him a relatively low summer scouting report. And I don't know that he's necessarily going to make a huge tape evaluation leap when I watch his 2022 film. But that being said, we'll see what happens. He's notable enough here to make this mock draft. 410, Kendra Miller running back at a TCU. We'll see if Miller declares. I believe he has one more year of eligibility if he wants to come back. But if you've been watching TCU live, you know that Kendra Miller has been a huge part of it. He pops guys. He's aggressive. He's physical. I like the way he runs downhill. So it'll be interesting to see how the NFL values him. For 11, Mohamed Ibrahim, the running back out of Minnesota. Listen, I know the NFL tends to be skittish coming off of you know major ACL injuries like Mo has had, but he came back this year. He's looked fully healthy. He doesn't look constrained. He doesn't look like he's lost his step. And so I do think he's going to get drafted. Maybe it's late day three, but I had to slide Mo into this mock draft. And last but not least, 412, Xavier Hutchinson, wide receiver out of Iowa State. It seems like there's a lot of good NFL draft buzz around Xavier Hutchinson. Has the ability to be a top 100 selection, in which case he'll end up being higher than a 412 ADP. So I had to make sure he got in on this show. I appreciate you checking out this four-round Superflex PPR rookie mock draft. If you enjoyed, if you want to get ready for the rookie draft season, folks, I'm telling you, there is no better source than the rookie big board. Just $3 a month or you save 15% with an annual Patreon subscription patreon.com slash rookie big board get in on the discord get in on the rookie big board the Devi rankings the dynasty rankings make sure to like this episode subscribe to this episode whether you're watching whether you're listening i appreciate you checking out this episode of the rookie big board